98FM's Now That's What I Call Sport podcast. Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Sports preview of the 2019 Cheltenham National Hunt Racing Festival in association with BHP Insurance for all your community insurance needs. I'm Dennis Kerwin. I'm delighted to be joined by our regular racing analyst, Don McLean of Racing Television and the Sunday Times and by Dave Keena of the Irish Field. And we're also joined by two special guests, top jockey Patrick Mullins and by the lady who's making a bold bid to win the Irish Jockeys Championship this year and become the first lady ever to do so, Rachel Blackmore. You're all very, very welcome, folks. Um, Rachel, you've yet to ride a winner at the the Cheltenham Festival, but uh, you've steadily managed to tick off most of your goals and I'm sure a winner at the festival is high on your list of current goals. Yeah, you know, a winner at the Cheltenham Festival is what... uh something every jockey wants to achieve so um, you know I, I really hope this year is, is the year What's your earliest festival memory Rachel? You're a lot younger than the rest of us you're probably going to say something like Istabrak are you? <laughs> um, yeah I can't, I can't I don't know my earliest uh, festival memory um, you know probably watching Moscow Flyer uh, winning was you know when I was really into racing at that stage um, you know he was he was fantastic and you know I, I would have known Kate I suppose and that was a, another little draw into into him um, but uh, no look uh, there's plenty of memories there You've had a very very busy season so far obviously you, you've ridden 83 winners in an incredible season but in some ways next week allows you to park all that you go to Cheltenham you know the, the slate is clean for the week obviously it's not going to affect uh, your battle with Paul Townend and I'm sure you're really really looking forward to that and in many ways it's, it's, I suppose it's a bit of light relief from what has been a, an intense season for you so far um, Yeah I don't know if you could uh, call Cheltenham light relief now but uh, like uh, I, I feel in a privileged position to be, to be going over there um, you know hopefully hopefully be riding be riding every day and uh, you know like it's it's very exciting It certainly is um, Patrick, for, for our listeners that have never been to a Cheltenham Festival, where would you even begin to describe the colour and the atmosphere of those four days? Ah, uh, sure. It's the, the first Sunday of September for, for, um, for us, isn't it? Um, you know, the, the Tuesday is the best day. Just there's the, this anticipation because from the minute the festival finishes on the Friday the year before, there's the anti-post market for the next year. And everything that happens in the preceding 12 months um, is factored into what's going to happen at this year's festival. And when the Supreme Novice field go and that that roar that comes from the from the the crowd i mean it's standing there uh, it's it's a moment to be very proud of your sport you know it's it's um I haven't experienced anything else like it in, in Old Trafford or Croke Park or, or anywhere. Yeah, I, I think there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I, I love golf as well and I always look forward to the British Open and I look forward to the Masters. But the British Open and the Masters are decided on the back nine on a Sunday. With Cheltenham, Dave, it's four days of the most intense competition. It really is hard to beat it, isn't it? Well, it is, but... I, I love my racing, but being a dub when Stephen Cluxton scored the go- scored a famous <laughs> point against Kerry, that, that was magical for me. That but, was the um, one occasion you actually cried, I believe. Oh, I right? bawled my eyes out. Proudly so. <laughs> proudly so. Um, but I, I remember going to Cheltenham, you know, pre-work, and the year that Donoli won the what was the Sun Alliance hurdle, I was never as cold at a fixture and I don't think there were that many televisions around and I, I, I don't know whether the big screen was even up but I, I went there with a friend of mine and everybody was anticipating that he'd win and you literally had to park yourself in the stand 10 minutes before the race to get a position to watch the race and to me when he won it kind of encapsulated everything that was brilliant about racing like a small man, small trainer I think everybody backed the horse because they could dine out in it that night. But that, for me, was the moment uh, as far as Cheltenham was concerned. 
Don, I, I, I just tried to calculate last night. I think this is my 22nd consecutive festival and uh, I'm only whipping in in comparison to some people. I mean, <clears> it's extraordinary, you know, people just go yeah. back and back and back and back and they're drawn to it every year and you just don't want to miss it, you don't. No, it's it's a remarkable week, Dennis, as Patrick was saying. Like it, it's uh, it's unique, you know. It's very hard to describe it. It's the the, the getting there early on Tuesday morning and just the anticipation because it, everyone's a winner at that stage. The whole, you know, no nobody's been beaten yet, um, and the anticipation that that brings and the kind of it's just you know you kind of you talk about the roar and yes, it happens every year, but it, it always feels spontaneous every year. You know, it's not like um, it's it's not it's not a manufactured thing. It's something that people it just happens. Um, and it, you know, it's the best horses, primed to the minute, with the by the best trainers, ridden by the best jockeys, and everybody, hundred percent eyes out to win. Like it's just, it's a, it's but an there amazing. There is an element week. to me. There's a small little element of tribalism. Initially, it's the Irish for the English. And I think that kind of transcends over the course of the week. But Patrick and Rachel, are you aware of that, or would that come into the equation? It is the Irish taking on the English in their backyard. Not so much when you're riding there. Uh, you know, you're, you're everyone, you're taking on everyone <laughs> you're trying to beat, and often we're trying to beat Gordon. <laughs> so we're trying to beat the bloody the other Irish. <laughs> it doesn't make it any easier when Gordon wins it. But you know, like people talk about this and they say, "Oh, it's not really early." I think, but for for me, it's the people you know. Like we want Rachel to win, we want Patrick, and the, the lads, the trainers that you know and have been, and you know, you know them here. You want them to win. It's not because they're not necessarily be only because they're Irish. It's because you know them and you want them to win. We're going to do a quick tour of the table. We start with yourself. I need very quickly your nap for the festival. Uh, maybe Mr. Whitaker in the Ultima. Uh, again, a Cheltenham Festival winner stepping up in trip. I think to step up to three miles is what he wants. He's off 151, which I think he has the potential to surpass. Um, and yeah, I think the step up in trip could bring about improvement in him. Of course, uh, Mick Shannon, um, a very, very shrewd operator. Dave, your uh, nap for the festival and uh, maybe one for the handicaps? I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to say I think Lorena will be the likeliest winner of the of the champion hurdle. I think she's all of a sudden become real value and I and I think at four to one. I'd sooner back her at four to one now at the moment than anything else on the Tuesday. And there's one horse I think will run quite well in the Coral Cup is Tully East, Alan Fleming's horse. Um, he's been mapped out for the race. He's a previous festival winner, admittedly over fences. Uh, gets in with a much with a nice weight in his back in the Coral Cup and um, he's a very, very big price. I think he'll run very, very well. I think he'll outrun his odds. Rachel, you're um, you're you're basically your good thing for the festival, and uh, maybe one for the handicaps. Henry Ram is going to run a horse in the Close Brothers uh, um, called Aplutard. Um, he beat Duke to, Duke to Geneva, uh, Willie's horse um, in Navan or in Nace in his beginners. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing the last day. Then in Punchestown, he just seemed to get outpaced a little bit. But I think the two four around here, a good stiff finish. Um, it's really going to suit him and. Um, yeah, I think he could be one to keep an eye on. Patrick, uh, your your good thing for the festival. I think Benny Dzeu. I'm going to be boring. Benny Dzeu is our banker. Um, I think she's she's she should be different gravy for the mares she's taking on. Um, and my each way bet, uh, I think Bacardi's is is way overpriced. Um, in I was going to be third on him at worst in the stairs hurdle last year. Um, his form figures will put you off, but actually, if you look into his form. Um, especially in what looks an open year. I think he's hugely overpriced. And the other horse thing is overpriced is under so. Um, I think he's 7 or 8 to 1, no, no, no bet in the Ryanair. For a horse who's been never out the first two in so many of his life starts, um, and he's won the Ryanair before, been second in it, uh, I think he's a fantastic bet at, at 7 or 8 to 1. 
he's been extraordinarily consistent and um, you've had four winners to date at the Cheltenham Festival Patrick we hope you add to your tally this year OK that's our BHP insurance look ahead to the 2019 Cheltenham National Hunt Racing Festival which gets underway next Tuesday at half past one and which will of course be preceded by that famous Cheltenham roar my thanks to Rachel to Patrick to Don and to Dave enjoy the festival good luck with your punting and thank you for joining us 98FM Now that's what I call sport Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9 only on 98FM